What's going on, friends and fans? Ryan Dorn here, and welcome to another edition of the Sales and Marketing Podcast. This week brought to you by our friends at 032outsourcing.com. Increase your productivity and profitability by outsourcing tasks to free up your time and grow your business. 032outsourcing.com. All right, friends, if you're ready, I'm ready. Sales and marketing advice straight ahead, plus answers to your listener questions. Here we go. Live from the Brainswell Media Studios, this is the Ryan Dorn Business Show. Ryan is a 30-year Emmy-winning sales, marketing, and leadership advisor. He has touched over half a billion dollars in revenue and still sells every day. Ryan has been featured in Forbes, USA Today, and has trained over 20,000 professionals in seven countries. Now, here's your coach, your confidant, your fellow business warrior, Ryan Dorn. Hey, friends and fans, Ryan Dorn here, and we're talking sales and marketing, and whether you're listening to the podcast or watching us on YouTube or whatever, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss all the new stuff that we're putting out. And don't forget, the podcast, the videos, we're trying to make them a little bit shorter so you can get what you need real fast and then get yourself back to work. All right, today, what we're talking about is self-service sales. Okay, jot it down or make a mental note of it, self-service sales. What does that mean? Well, when I come to your website as a potential customer, will I get enough information to basically figure out if I'm going to use your product or service myself, or are you forcing me to talk to a salesperson? All right, we're all in the sales business. I'm not going to disparage the industry because I love it, and I've been uh, successfully feeding my family for quite some time with with the sales game. What I want you to think about and really recognize is from a self-service sales perspective, what is it that you're providing online to get your buyer as close to the finish line as possible without intervention from your sales team? Now, I'm not trying to eliminate salespeople. Don't get me wrong. I'm just recognizing two important facts. The first, from a company called Sparks IQ. Well over 40% of buyers expect to get the majority, like 80% of their information from your website or from your company, from a download or whatever, before they want to talk to a salesperson. It's a lot. Second thing we want to recognize, and it was a few years back, but SAP uh, did a buyer study. And the buyer study revealed that 89-some percent of buyers would rather go to the dentist than talk to a salesperson. Well, when you think about that, friends, it's vividly important for us to make sure that if that is the case, We're working hard on the internet side of things or on the downloadable side of things to make sure that people can get the information they need without having to talk to our sales team. Now, you might be saying, well, Ryan, my price product is, uh, uh, the price point is high. I need the opportunity to talk to somebody. You might say, hey, our customers are dense. They need to talk to a salesperson. I'm just here to tell you, friends, if your self-service sales portal contains videos, contains information including pricing that people can download, contains a great lead gen form that drives your sales automation, you can actually qualify and disqualify people a lot faster. You can score people better that are coming into your CRM, and you can help people 
really guide them through the overall sales process. Now, remember, there was a time out there when you really needed to talk to salespeople to learn about products and services. Heck, I'm not that old, and I remember before the internet was really viable, the only way to learn about a product was through a salesperson. Now, the vast majority of us walk around with a cell phone in our hand and can Google things faster than a salesperson could ever talk about those things. All right. Again, I am not trying to eliminate salespeople. As a matter of fact, sales pros out there, what I'm trying to do is make your life easier. Here's what happens when somebody comes to one of my websites. They get stats, they get facts, they get videos about our readers, about our products, about our services. They get testimonial videos. We give all of these things that happen to get somebody excited about engaging with a salesperson as we begin to close out the process. The other thing is, you better be taking advantage of sales automation, the good AI that is out there. When somebody submits a lead form, those systems, those CRM systems, will automatically send them an email with an introductory video. Then three days later, we'll follow up with them immediately if they don't request more information with more information. Sales automation helps me as a salesperson do way more with less. I can actually follow up with a person over the course of two weeks and never have to send them an email because our sales automation is built in such a way that when the form's submitted, we begin to send them information the way that I used to do it by hand. Remember something, friends, as you get busier and busier, sales automation is really going to be able to help you get more done throughout your day. All right. What are the three main components of a great self-service sales portal? First of all, don't be hiding your pricing. I know some of you, you're like, oh, I can't put pricing online because my competitors will get it. Okay, your competitors already have your media kit, your rate card, and things like that. Now, what I like to do is, if you want my pricing, you got to fill out my lead form. And it says on there, you will get immediate access to the media kit and pricing, right, if you fill out this form. It also disqualifies Gmail, .me, uh, Yahoo accounts. It says, please, no, at Gmail, at Yahoo. I don't want those addresses. So what I do is I say in the little sentence, this is going to be emailed to you at your business email address. Gmail, Hotmail, et cetera, are not accepted. And then my form will kick out an email address that's on Gmail because I don't, I don't want those, those. I need a business email, right? All right, the second thing, besides my pricing behind a form, is videos that explain things. So whatever you think is important to your customers, about your audience, about your industry, about your community, uh, testimonials are great videos uh, to have there. And then the third component is give people the ability to download anything that they need, anything that they need to make sure they can make a really good decision. Remember, most people want to research definitively have a pretty good understanding of your product or service before they talk to a salesperson. If you hide behind the salespeople, guess what you're going to get? A lot less leads. Friends, trust me, I do this all the time. I get plenty of leads from the website, and where I get most of them is through the self-service sales portal. What I find is my clients come to the meeting already knowing what they want from me. Basically, the portal has sold them, which allows me just to close the deal and begin to present great customer service. Self-service sales. I've been talking about it for a few years. Now it's important for all of you to wrap your arms around it, embrace it, friends, because guess what? Self-service sales, it's going to increase your sales, reduce the stress of your salespeople, and overall what it's going to do is help you be a more well-rounded sales organization in improving your sales process. 
Hey friends, my goal is really simple, to provide you tactical and practical information you can put into practice right away. Speaking of that, I'd be a pretty terrible sales coach if I didn't take my own advice, right? Hey, if you would, give me 30 seconds here to pay a few bills, take care of those people that are out there to take care of all of you. We'll be right back with your listener questions after these commercial messages. This podcast is brought to you in part by the outsourcing experts at 032outsourcing.com. Virtual employees save you time, money, increase your productivity, and ultimately your profitability too. Learn more about outsourcing today. Visit 032outsourcing.com. Your podcast host, Ryan Dorn, has his new sales book on Amazon, Audible, and at Barnes & Noble. Selling Forward, Pandemic-Tested Strategies for Sales Success has been called a must-read for every sales professional. 100% of the net proceeds from Ryan's book sales always go to the Golden Harvest Food Bank. Buy Selling Forward today at your favorite retailer. Okay, now back to the podcast. Here's your fellow sales warrior and host, Ryan Dorn. What's going on, friends and fans? Ryan Dorn here, your friendly neighborhood sales coach, and we're answering your listener questions sent in to Ryan at RyanDorn.com. We get a lot of questions, friends, and do my very best to either reply back to you or answer them right here uh, on the podcast and on the video blog as well. All right, first question comes from Debbie out in California. Hey, Debbie, thanks for your question. Hey, Ryan, um, quick question for you. Just not getting along with my new sales manager. They are significantly younger than me. Not sure exactly what I should do. Any advice is appreciated. Debbie. So, Debbie, this is a this is a pretty specific question, but I really chose it because I want to give you some thoughts from somebody that's been doing this a really long time and working with people older than me and working people younger than me. Don't give up. Now, there is always circumstances where after everything you've tried, it's just not going to, it just doesn't work out. And then either you need to find something or they need to find something else. But let's, don't give up. There have been so many circumstances in my sales career where I haven't got along with somebody and then we end up splitting and go in different directions. Then I realize, gosh, why did I ever do that? Or we go different directions and then I end up being friends with that person, you know, uh, later on. So I truly believe one of the best things you can do is first ask yourself, are you putting considerable effort in trying to make this a great relationship? Are you really going out of your way to listen? Are you going out of your way to be really productive? Um, Are you pushing back at things when you really should just try to be understanding and observing things? Just remember, somebody that's a new manager, they've got to prove to the person that hired them that they're they're doing a great job. And then part of it is they got to come in and just by nature of the beast, most people will come in and try to make a lot of changes. Now, if it was me, and for those of you that listen to the podcast, watch the videos and things like that, when I take on a new role, a new responsibility, I don't make that many changes. And it's what I refer to as being referred to me in, in my life is just recognize the one-year rule. I don't make a whole lot of changes. But that doesn't seem like it's the case for most people. Most people feel like they've got something to prove. So just, Debbie, kind of put yourself in their seat or put yourself in their shoes and recognize that probably they're trying to prove something to somebody that hired them. And so you're getting kind of caught in the midst of that. Typically, things will almost always get better. Okay, other thoughts for you is sitting down with that person and say, say, I really don't say, hey, we're not getting along. 
hey, I really want to have a great relationship with you here at work. Um, I really want to be supportive of you. What can I do to really be supportive of you? What can I do to make your job easy? What can I do to make your life easier? The other thing is just kind of humbling yourself and saying, you know, I feel like, you know, I just really want this to be a great working relationship. Have I done anything wrong? What can I do better? What, what can you use help on? What could I improve? What could I do to be the very, if you could paint a picture of the perfect employee, okay, what, what does that look like? All right. Now, Debbie, let's say none of those things work. All of those fail or none of them are applicable. At a certain point, you may need to go to that person's boss and say, I've tried it all. And then list all the things that you've tried to do to make it work. Don't just quit to quit. And I'm not saying you're doing that, Debbie. Don't ever, anybody, don't just quit to quit. Make sure you've exhausted every resource possible. Don't lose your cool. But more than anything, just recognize that you're in sales. And people that are in sales, we've got a common bond. A lot of times we're A personalities. A lot of times we're never going to be besties. But you don't have to be somebody's bestie to be really effective at work. Debbie, I recognize that sometimes these situations can be difficult, but hopefully some of that advice will help you stick around and keep this job rocking forward. I guarantee you, or I hope to guarantee you that it'll end up being a great relationship with your new sales manager. I love answering your sales questions. All right, Trevor from Texas. And um, his question is, uh, Ryan, I'm being forced in all capital letters. (laughs) I'm being forced to use a sales deck that just sucks. I've been there, Trevor. Um, What should I do? I don't think it's effective. I don't think that it's working. Looking for any advice. Any advice is appreciated. So Trevor from Texas, been there before, my friend. So there's a couple things uh, to think about. Number one, you know, you really need to do what you're told to do. Uh, It's a surefire way to get yourself put out in the street is just is not doing what you're told. But recognize that when you're on a sales call, it's not as much about the sales deck as it is what you do with that deck, okay? So let me explain. Most of the time, a lot of us are selling on Zoom, just like you're watching videos of me doing these tips or listening to the podcast. One of the things that I highly recommend, so Trevor, I think you're gonna like this. I highly recommend is you unshare your sales deck a lot. There's nothing worse than being on a sales call and then they're like, hey, Ryan, how you doing? And then boom, they share their screen. Um, we get uh, put in these little boxes, you know, kind of along the top of the video. And then they never unshare their screen. Recognizing that you don't like the deck, but you're being asked to use the deck. Use the deck, but unshare your screen a lot so that you can ask questions. You can get as much eye contact and face-to-face, uh, you know, with that customer. Now, there are other things you can do, though. If you are using the deck, get really great in Zoom or Teams or whatever with using your marker tool or your pencil. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll draw on the slides when I'm on a sales call. So it allows me to take a deck that might be bad and make it great by using the deck to be able to draw my diagrams. Like I do my sales triangle diagram, I'll draw on it and you can divert the attention from the slides you don't like to a graphic or you know something else uh, you know that's really there. The next thing though is you could potentially go to your boss and make kind of a suggestion. Don't say, oh, I think the sales deck sucks, okay? Instead it would be, hey, I really wanna, this is the conversation. 
I really want to support you in using the sales deck, but there's a couple things I would love to add to the deck that I think just could really enhance the experience. So I wonder if you'd allow me just to add a couple of things to the deck. I still want to use the primary, add a couple of things to the deck, and just kind of see what kind of rolls from that, see if some sales come from that. And then I'll report back to you and see if it kind of worked, because if it did, maybe other members of the team might want to do it. I think it's not what you say. Is that what your grandmother said? It's not what you say. It's how you say it, Trevor. And in some circumstances, you just need to basically turn you know that, uh, that lemon into lemonade and, and make it the best uh, that you can. I'm not a big fan of confrontation. I mean, I'm not afraid of confrontation, but I'm not a big fan of confronting people about the negative. Instead, go in with the positive and figure out how you can enhance it. And Trevor, I think that's going to help you be successful all along your sales career. So uh, make sure you also, though, do what you're told. Okay, just Ryan, Uncle Ryan, make sure, Trevor, you do exactly what you're told as well. All right, keep those questions coming to Ryan at RyanDorn.com. And that, friends, is the podcast for this week. We'll see you back here in two weeks. But hey, if you don't press pause or stop or fast forward or whatever, guess what? Another podcast all about sales and marketing will come your way very soon. Ryan Dorn saying thank you so much. God bless you. Get out there and sell something. If I can be of help, reach out to me, ryandorn.com. All right, we'll see you in two weeks.